A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Ashton. Where is he? He's got the plops. Paul Peter Austin's got the Peter plops. He has. Today. We wish he him has. a speedy recovery, and we hope he's doing all right. How are you, Ashton? Tired. Yeah. And a bit sore. Yeah, you're injured, aren't you? I am injured. We were filming our video game again this week, mm. and I have taken two injuries in two days. Um, first was just a little a little graze on my side where I was attacked by a notice board. And yes. then um, the second, I don't know how I did it, but I think I've pulled the muscle in my neck that goes down to my shoulder. Um, and that hurt. Quite yeah. a lot, and it hurts now. So um, it's going Suffering well. Suffering for the art. Yeah, I'm a stunt woman, mm-hmm. but I'm not very good at my job because I'm be- I'm getting injured. All good stunt people get severely injured. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the whole point, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe it just means that I'm I'm just acting so much harder than everyone else. Mm. You know. Well, you're working so much harder than everyone else. <laughs> that's for sure. You're basically running the produ- well. You are running the production. Uh, so you're doing an amazing job there. Thank you. And I also want to say congratulations to you and Peter for your amazing work on uh, with the Children in Need stream last week. Thank you. That's so exciting. If you didn't, I assume when you recorded the podcast last week, that was before. It was before. You were doing. Right. Yeah. So tell us what happened. So we were briefly, hmm. like so briefly for maybe about 30 seconds yeah. on the actual TV. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, we were part of uh, Children in Need's Game On campaign, which like they had a game show. I don't know what they did during the actual two-hour TV show. Because you were streaming. Because I was streaming. But um, we were briefly, briefly on it. Um, and we raised 300 and, I want to say £380 Amazing. in two hours, which is great. Thanks to our wonderful community for um, donating and getting us to our goal. There were some big, hefty donations as well. It was like, nice. I think, £200 donations. Wow. Um, so thank you guys so much for that. And it, all the money is going to Children in Need. So it mm-hmm. helps out all kinds of kids all over the country, which is great. For those of you unfamiliar with Children in Need who have seen my streams where I have my pudsy, where, where I have the ears on my headphones, mm. that is, uh, those are ears that I have uh, cut off. Yeah. A pudsy bear hairband, pudsy yeah. bear being the, the mascot for Children in Need. Um, well, that is amazing. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you to Children in Need for asking uh, Triple Jump to be a part of it. Very cool indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I went on holiday. You did? Yeah. Yeah, you've been in Poland. I've been in Poland. Uh, beautiful country. I was served some lard bread mm. in a, uh, like a beer hall type place that I found very alarming because okay. they just put it down with the beer. Yeah. And it's like rye bread with lard on it and essentially pork scratchings. Sick. <laughs> sort of dabbled in there. And I was like, this looks... 
alarming. Yeah. And I took a big bite. Alarding. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. I took a big bite. I was very brave. And um, it, maybe it was the combination of it being dark, not really knowing what it was and sort of the consistency of it. But it was unpleasant and yeah. I didn't like it. And they put four slices down. Yeah. And so between us, we saw, we just about polished off one, which was hard because two two of the members of the party say, were vegan. I was going to say, half of them vegan? Yeah. yeah. So that was a challenge. And then we just sort of left three. And I felt that was really disrespectful. But we didn't ask for it. No. And it was scary and But new. that's like when people, when you go on holiday to like the Mediterranean and yeah. they put like olives on your table and you have to kind of be like, oh, thank mm, you so much. Mediterranean for this olives. Cuisine that you've given us, but yeah. I will not be eating it. I don't it. like olives or lard bread. There is a special name for it. I did look it lard up. Lard bread. Lard bread. Um, but yeah, I had a wonderful was time. Was it salty? So, well, yeah, kind of. When oh. it was mainly greasy and oily, it's meant. To, oh. I assume it's meant, it's to, meant soak to be. Up the beer. Yeah, yeah, the and alcohol. it's meant to be like a hearty sort of. Because I also had um, dumplings while I was there as well, Ooh. pierogi, ah. which uh, again I was also not a huge fan of. Like oh. I, they were they were fine. I've never had them. But I've always wanted to try them. But they're like they're they're sort of like I, I had like I, have, I keep saying like cheese and potato dumplings mm. is what I had, mm -hmm. which I thought that's going to be good. It didn't really taste of much, right. but it was very filling, which Maybe I feel like in the meat. Maybe that would have. Maybe the you meat out. would have. Yeah, some spiced meat would have really pushed it over. But they, I, I assume again, much like the lard bread, the intention is for it to be filling, mm. and you know, uh, sort of simple ingredients. Keep you warm. Exactly, keep you going. Um, and so it definitely served that function. But I drank lots of alcohol, and uh, also ate lots of lots of different foods yeah. while I was there that I really enjoyed. Didn't you get on a scooter? I went on an e-scooter, yeah. I saw a video of you on the e-scooter. Didn't fall off it this time. No, probably. Big improvement. But I also, love e-scooters. I think they're so fun. I'm terrified of e-scooters because <laughs> I keep wanting to put my foot on the ground to stop it <laughs> when I'm going sort of 20 kilometers. Yeah. But my my e-scooter was speed limited for some reason. The others were just shooting off ahead of me and I was just trundling along at 12 kilometers an hour, like barely overtaking, <laughs> <laughs> barely overtaking um, People walking. pedestrians. Yeah. 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 And I was like, this doesn't really feel like I'm getting my money's worth. No. Uh, but yeah, wonderful time. I am so tired, though, because I spent the whole week walking around mm -hmm. uh, two different Polish cities. And um, thank you to the people of Poland for having me. It was, a, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was an honor. I really appreciate it. Um, we do uh, sponsors. Yeah, each and every on this week. video game podcast. On this video game podcast, which I promise is about video games, <laughs> uh, we're sponsored each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. They help us keep the lights on here and the heating, which is really blasting out heat this morning. It's quite nice. Yeah. Because it's bloody freezing. I think Peter sits in the best spot because I'm warm over here, but I'm not getting blasted. Ah. Whereas normally when I sit here, yeah. I do get blasted Just a bit get, like you do. So Yeah, like a jet engine yeah. going off. Ashton, I believe you have the ad read in front I of you do. there. I do. They've given it to me so that I can tell you. Because okay. they were like, ah, oh, Ben will like this one. Sure. Um, and also, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to imply this, um, but it's it's breath mints. Whoa. Yeah. So what are you saying? I'm not saying anything okay. particularly. Um, I think it's more the brand that you like. They've kind of partnered up with okay. a like very famous um, breath mint brand. Right. They do other flavors as well, but most famously, minty. Okay. Okay. Um, it is. Persona 5, yep. Tic-Tactica. <laughs> Brilliant. Get it? Like Tic-Tacs? I do actually get it. So yeah. I assume they've approached Wrigley's and they were like, don't know yeah. how that could work. They were like, you know how you... Well, I think maybe Wrigley's approached them and they were like, tactic, hmm. 
that's the reverse way of saying tic tac. We should hit those let's, guys up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's work together okay. and become one being. So they're all they've got that little cat on them all. Oh yeah, Morgana. You know how they did the minions ones where they just painted all of them like minions? No, I didn't. They made minions ones. That's great. They were banana okay. flavored and sounds oh. disgusting. Yeah, does that is that um, meant to freshen your breath? No, you wouldn't have but like they have fruity ones, don't they, Tic Tacs? Yeah, I don't get that either. No. Then you're just eating sweets. Yes. Um, but yeah, they've they've painted little Morganas mm. on all of them. And uh, you can pop a Morgana persona in by your gob Tic in your gob hole. Yeah. And then you have minty fresh breath. Amazing. Are they red? Because that's like the color scheme of Persona No, they're them. white. Oh. This is the color scheme of Tic Tacs. Well, yeah, I know. But, but they're they painted like Morgana. She's okay. black and white, isn't she? He. He. Yeah. I don't... I, yeah. I don't know. Sure. I've never played Persona. Yeah, I have. Um, so, yeah, so they're, they're white Tic Tacs and they've got... And they're got painted like the cat. Like the cat Morgana. Yeah. So it's black and white. So they're black and white. So it's not white. Not red. And not red either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think that these aren't real. They're not. Oh, they're not real. Uh, for God's sake. I, you know, I was thinking today, my breath stinks yeah and i could really I go for some i you. could really go for some persona flavored breath bins yeah uh, they're not flavored like persona they're just what would the they taste design. like if they tasted like persona teenage angst oh blimey that's coming what out, persona five coming out right? swinging today but yeah they are they are pretty angsty those teens. yeah yeah yeah. uh no we're not sponsored by persona 5 tick tactica yeah uh, we are of course sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump if you support us there at any tier available, you get access to all sorts of bloody amazing things. But at the $5 tier, that's the best one. IMO, if you haven't signed up yet. You get mm -hmm. early access to worst and weirdest games. You get to submit questions to this podcast. You also get exclusive access to new episodes of Main, main Menu and Rules Boss. And there was an episode of Rules Boss last week? Yeah. Or the week before? The week before. Basically, you've got some amazing stuff there. And there's an episode of Main Menu coming that's like a special 50-minute episode. It's very long, but it's, it's very good. utterly cursed. It's I, We say it every time, but it's the worst thing we've ever made. Yeah. You, we started off like not confident in it. We were like, oh, I don't know if this episode's going to work out well. Mm. And then as it went on, um, I think it just got more unhinged. Yeah. But it's, it's good stuff. So if you fancy checking that out, it's coming out next month. So you've got a little while to save those five bucks to yeah. spend on Patreon. Treat yourself. It's it. nearly crimbles. It is. Treat yourself. Yeah. TripleJU.mp. That's our website. You can find links to our YouTube, our Twitch, our Discord, or if you want to get a cameo from us. TripleJumpShop.com if you want to get some amazing merch in time for Crimbus. I'm wearing some merch today. I never wear this hoodie. Yeah. I've, it's in like a small box next to my desk, and I found it the other day. And it's like, oh, yeah. I should wear this. It I smells put a, a bit bunch musty, of my um, triple jump merch in my summer box under my bed now. You have a summer box? I do, because I've got too many clothes. I had to get my winter clothes out. Okay. So all my t-shirts have gone in there, and I realized, I was like, oh, I don't have any of my triple jump merch oh, anymore. No. Apart from my two hoodies. So it'll probably be a revolving door of the two hoodies that we I see. see. But I I'm see. not going on today. Sorry, forgot. Got some new merch coming soon. Fingers crossed. Uh, and again, our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. The Tata Peel Ashton. It's closed. It's now officially closed. Thank you so much to everyone who sent us Tat. There is a beautiful pile of boxes in the upstairs mm -hmm. studio. Uh, just for the, I mean, we always say that there's a grace period. If you've sent stuff in, there's still time for it to arrive. But in the, uh, uh, with the, with the, what am I trying to say? I'm not sure. In the spirit of being completely transparent, we are currently not planning to record until the first few days of December. Yeah, so the first Tuesday. If I you're think. like, if you're thinking, oh my god, I forgot, 
I'm I'm in the UK, for example. Something could arrive before mm-hmm. then. That that there there yeah. there. Oh, oh my God, I'm dying. It's still there's there still it time is. for it. There's still time, but also it's closed now. Yeah. So thank you to everyone. Uh, Tripleju.mp forward slash tat if you want a bit more information. Last about minute, any sense? But seriously, but it's like the it's done now. Okay, closed. it's really closed. <sighs> I can't even speak today. That's okay. Should I do question one? Then? I'm really struggling. I actually wrote down a couple of other things to mention quickly oh, okay. at the start. Uh, so there's sorry. An episode of After Dark this week for there patrons. was an episode of After Dark. It uh, featured James Jenkins. Did it? Yeah, you weren't here, so James Jenkins. So JJ JJ tagged him. Yeah. Uh, and also, I also want to. Oh my God, what is wrong with it? Also, I also. <laughs> I need to sleep for like a thousand years. I'm so we've, we're already not doing the joint stream today because yeah. you know Peter's off anyway with plops. And, and he's then, the real backbone of today. Like he, if he was here, maybe we would. Done it, if there were three of us, maybe the collective guilt would have forced us to do yeah. it. But Ashton and I just looked at each other when we came in. We're like, I'm too tired. I don't, can't, I'm like, can't do this <laughs> as well today. We need to just just take a break from. Yeah. What from did you want to mention? Also, it also. Also, it also. I wanted to shout out the Sega Saturn video that went yes. out the other week. Uh, what went wrong with the Sega Saturn? That is a uh, a labor of love from James Jenkins and a fantastic video. Really happy with how that came out. And it chronicles not just the uh, the Sega Saturn's downfall, mm-hmm. but also the beginning of the end for Sega themselves. And really, it's a deep dive on the whole topic. So if you're interested in that period of time or don't know a great deal about it, go watch that video. It's, it's a good really, video. really good. It's on the channel now. What went wrong with the Sega Saturn? <sighs> you did so good. Huh? You did so good. Thank you. I've got to read question one now. Yeah. Here we go. Get ready. This comes from Cameron Keywood. Hi, BAP. Or BAH. Yeah. Ab. Ab. PC Gamer recently revealed their most influential voices in gaming over the last 30 years, and not a single female was included. Roberta Williams, Brenda Romero, Jade Raymond, Amy Hennig, Jennifer Hale, Lena Rain, Connie Booth, Siobhan Reddy, uh, Kim Swift, Laura Bailey, Bonnie Ross. Here are 11 names that come to mind, and there are many others... uh, Many others who also deserve acknowledgement for their significant contributions to the industry, such as Lauren Kay and Anissa Sanusi. Is that right? Am I pronouncing mm-hmm. that right? Uh, the question is, why is this still happening when women make up just as much of the industry as men? I've got a bit of a write-up here. Yes. Uh, this is from Kotaku. This is sort of more of an opinion piece about the state of the games industry and women and their representation yeah. within it. I think this is probably the same article you've seen yes. uh, written by Alyssa McCante. Mm-hmm. There'll be a link to this in the link. Was, was the article um, headline, um, Game Industry Challenge, Name a Woman or something? like? It was the, the, like There was an embedded tweet in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the responses to this is just an excerpt from a much bigger piece. The responses to PC Gamer's post on X, formerly Twitter, announcing its celebratory print issue are almost uniformly negative, with women all across the industry panning its complete lack of featured femmes. There are no women named in PC Gamer's list of influential voices over the past 30 years. Not one, wrote Dr. Rachel Cowart, research director at Take This. Fan, a friend of the channel. Friend of the channel. Uh, feels like an intentional troll to not include any women in their list of influential voices over the last 30 years, suggested What's Good Games co-founder and Andrea Renee. Uh, Firaxis writer Emma Kidwell trotted out the tried uh, the tried and true Billy on the street meme where the host holds a mic up to someone's face on an NYC city street and shouts, for name a dollar, a name a woman. <laughs> the ire doesn't stop there, and understandably so. Yes. So this is a this is a print thing. Yeah, so PC Gamer have been going for 30 years. So they released an issue that chronicled like 30 years of PC gaming, some like big events that happened, things that were important over the last 30 years and 
to be completely transparent, this article that they people have referenced is kind of framed as influential people, but it is tends to be influential people in PC gamers' lifespan, as in like people who they have interacted with that right. are influential. To the magazine, How not gaming in general. Ever. Women work for PC Gamer, have worked for PC Gamer, and some of these women have gone on to do lots, um, and they're still not mentioned. So even if it is just like people that work for us or are friends with us, Mm. there's still women in that list, and they didn't include any of them. Um, And also, full transparency, that article is nowhere on the internet because it's only on the print issue. So unless someone's put a picture up of it yet, which I don't think anyone who has been talking about this has... Um, then their article can't be found online. But there's also no women mentioned in there, any of the important events of gaming. Um, Because it's not online as well. I found it, and I'm sure you found it very difficult to actually find anybody covering this fallout. It's largely people on social media and Reddit and stuff. Yeah, the only article that I found that actually talked about what the article was about was Luke Plunkett on his new website, Aftermath is what their new thing is called. Okay. Hate the logo, by the way, Luke, just in case you're watching. I could not read the font. Um, but <laughs> I've, not, I've not heard of yeah. Aftermath. Um, but he was the only one that was like, yeah, this is basically what the article is. And you're mm. right to be annoyed about it. But everyone's kind of wrong about what the list is. Okay. But okay. either way, they couldn't name a woman. In 30 years, mm. they couldn't name one woman to go on the list. And this yeah. comes in the year where Jeff Keighley did not include any women in Summer Game Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and women in general have been still, still alienated from the industry with hashtag Gamergate happening and then also with um, everything that went down with the game was developers stuff, Yeah, GDC, there was stuff happening yeah, there. So, yeah, just another way that women feel included in the games industry. Feels good to be part of this industry as a woman. Mm. Love it. Regardless of the context of the article itself, Mm -hmm. it's just, how did no one just take a moment, like from a a completely cynical marketing, uh, you know, at face value viewpoint. PR standpoint. Why did no one say, we need to include include some women? Yeah. Like, even if that completely, like, undermined the integrity of the list because of Mm. whatever it is they were trying to go for, how did no one in that room working on that? Yeah in this day and age, think we need to put some women on yeah. this? Yeah, that's a good question. I, do, I just don't understand it. It's a very good it's, question. It's, it almost, I don't think it is, but it almost feels like intentional to not. Because mm. like, how could you not? Yeah. How could you not think about that? Yeah. Firstly, how could you not name our woman? <laughs> yeah. And secondly, how could you not have the foresight to think this isn't going to go down well if we don't name our woman? Yeah. Between the two of those points... I just but, <laughs> why my my rebuttal to that mm-hmm. is that they didn't think about a woman at all. Yeah, in a writing woman this didn't list, even a woman enter the conversation. never entered the conversation into this list. Whether a woman would be included or annoyed about not being included. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I don't know why this still happens. Um, I think that it's still because gaming is such male fronted and male like. Like on face value, you think of gaming and you still picture a man when you picture a gamer. It's like, you know, when they do those things where they do like, oh, we asked an AI to generate a rich man. And nearly every single time the AI comes back with a white man or never comes back with a black man. Or you type Mm. in, can you show me a doctor? And they'll give you a white man. They'll Mm. never give you a woman or a black person. It's like if you typed in gamer, Mm an AI would probably come out with a man because right. it's just like inherently since the beginning of gaming, 
everything's always been marketed towards boys and like not everything sorry that's that's not true they were pink game boys they were pink game boys exactly i have your game boy advance sp you do which which is is pink pink. and that was for girls yeah exactly um but it's always been that gaming is for boys not for girls and now obviously there's a big shift because there is such a large majority of gamers like we make up half i think it's like 49 percent of gamers are women Mm -hmm. and then i mean in the industry it's probably not that high of a number to be honest but there's still so many women now in in the industry i mean sarah bond is the president of xbox and she's a woman don't know if you know that is she she's a woman that's crazy um and so there's still like big names coming forward but you still see so many men presenting and leading all of these events because that's just Mm. how it is and you get people coming back being like well if they're the most qualified for the job then they should be allowed not because they're just a woman but there's women that are qualified for the job but they they won't be picked and they won't get talked about exhibit a women who are qualified to be on this list are not talked about even though they might be more qualified than some of the men on this list, they weren't considered because they are women. And that is a fact that people have to accept. There is always going to be an unconscious bias that women are not as good as men. And it's something that we have to accept is something that not everyone, again, before everyone gets angry at me, not all men, all right? But some men, and specifically men with power, and positions of dominance tend to overlook women. It's just fact. So it's not surprising, but it is disappointing. It is very disappointing. And you're right in that some some people, for some people it will be a conscious decision. Mm-hmm. But for most people it will be an unconscious decision. But the bias yeah. is there. Yeah. That cannot be denied. And I'm happy for PC Gamer. You know, they've made it 30 years and that's a huge achievement. And a lot of publications and magazines have gone out of business way before Mm -hmm. then and that's great but they have shot themselves in the foot so badly here Mm -hmm. and undermined their own legacy to an extent as well and that's that's a real bloody shame because this would have been such an easy thing to avoid and it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. uh we have you brought a woman i have brought a woman i've also brought a woman so we're both owed a dollar yeah we thought we'd bring a woman yeah Uh, and admittedly again within the context of the article the intended context of the article my my woman, what I have chose, mm-hmm. feel I don't like talking like this. Uh, the the person that I brought along is uh, is not necessarily relevant to PC gaming history or PC gaming in general. No. But you know, having uh, been working on this video alongside James for for quite a while now about what went wrong with the Sega Saturn and having watched the uh, Console Wars documentary adaptation and mm. read the book that it was based on. I've learned a lot about Sega and Nintendo and their their war in the 90s and the, the key players involved in that. Mm-hmm. And I want to shout out Ellen Beth Van Buskirk, who was uh, abbreviated as EBVB by the sick. people who worked with her. That is sick. And she worked in marketing and communications for Sega in a variety of roles throughout the 90s. And she was pivotal in Sega's huge rise Mm. in the early 90s you know all the tours that sonic did at the malls and getting celebrities involved and all the crazy adverts she was very much involved in every single facet of that she's a fascinating woman who is owed so much by the games industry and uh, i had never heard of her before i read that book Mm. never heard of her well the person i brought along uh she's a composer um it's yoko shimamura 
who is the composer for all of the Kingdom Hearts games, which a lot of people will say is one of the best soundtracks in gaming, mm -hmm. along with a bunch of Final Fantasy games and a bunch of Street Fighter games and loads more. She did Mario and Rabbids more recently. I think Sparks of Hope was one of her more recent ones. She's done so many games and a lot of the games are ones that people reference when they say, what's a great soundtrack? A lot of people will reference a lot of the Kingdom Hearts games because they have a fantastic soundtrack. So I think she's amazing. And when you look at like her list of like games that she's worked on, she's just like knocks it out of the park with every single one that she does. Um, so I thought that she was, again, nothing to do with PC Gamer. This was before the context of the list mm. kind of became more apparent. But um, I think she's great. And I, I mean, a lot of people on this on the list that Cameron um, yeah. gave to us were also great. Um, there's a lot of voice actors that, again, don't get referenced. I mean, like Laura Bailey and um, Jennifer Hale and mm. Ashley Birch. Tisdale. Tisdale. <laughs> From High School uh, Ashley Birch and uh, all of them. They're great. They're fantastic. And it's such a shame. And Ashley Johnson. Ashley the, Johnson, The two yeah. Ashleys, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, there's two. There's two and of I them. Couldn't, there's two really good Ashleys. I couldn't figure out which one I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's loads of fantastic people and women specifically that are involved in mm. gaming. And it is such a shame yeah. that it always comes up in conversation when something like this happens. Mm. It's a shame that it came up in conversation after Summer Game Fest when they were like, you couldn't find one woman that works for your team to come and talk about Alan Wake 2 or any of the other stuff that was brought on there. Jeff couldn't talk to one female developer about something. No, he couldn't. He was too busy talking to men. Mm. Um, but it's a shame that it comes up after the fact, and it would be nice that these game that these women, and not just women, but people behind the scenes, are generally celebrated without there having to be negative beginnings of this celebration. So. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, we've come a long way. Still got a very long way to go, and even us here at Triple Jump, we're not always going to get everything right, but we endeavour to be better, and hopefully. PC gamer again. Context of the article notwithstanding, will mm. will do something to celebrate uh, in a more diverse way, perhaps in the future. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We'll wait for the fortieth anniversary and see if women get mentioned. Then they might be dead by then. PC gamer. Well, in that case, might be gone. R.I.P. PC gamer. RIPC gamer. Uh, it's time to do a new section, and Peter's going to be gutted that he missed yeah, this. Yeah, this is true. I tell you what, name your f f uh, favorite uh, female gaming adjacent person. In yeah, the comments. good Let idea. Us know who name and what did they do? Shout out their achievement. We'd love yeah. to. We'd love to see it. Mm. Uh, what's this? What's this thing Peter's missing? Um, it's called what we play in. Oh, it's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games. What we have been playing. Ashton Matthews. Um, I've only played one game this week. Only played one game. I've only played one game. I need to find a game that is going to keep my interest. I might go back and play Alan Wake. I've been meaning to play it for ages. And mm. then in the wake of Alan Wake 2 Ooh. coming out and being so well received, I feel like I need to play that before the end of the year. So I'm going to play the first one, hopefully not get too spooked out. Uh, and then uh, give the second one a go. But right. my sister came to visit this weekend and she was like, oh, I brought a game that we could play together on the Switch. And I was like, stunning. What mm. game is it? And it's called Kiwi, spelt K-E-Y-W-E. -E. You might have seen, I think okay. you might have recognized it if you saw the box art. Right. Essentially, you play as two kiwi birds and um, you've got to work together to work at the like transpost office in like... Australia. So okay. there's various. I think I might have heard yeah. of this. Yeah. There's like four different types of, um, like, not mini game, but four different types of challenge. And every week 
they vary in order and they're all different like context so if it's like halloween you've got to deal with like ghosts or you've got to feed the cassowaries which are the big dinosaur looking birds yeah, spooky ones. um sweets for halloween that kind of thing whilst also doing the other stuff that you're doing and i really enjoyed it like i got really into it and we went through like three months just the two of us like <laughs> sitting there all day saturday and sunday like just playing this game that sounds nice um, but it was really nice and i i really enjoyed it and i'm kind of sad that she said that she had to take it home with her. i was like oh Damn you're gonna have to buy it yourself now. i am gonna have to buy it myself but that's a really good two-play game mm -hmm. and uh if anyone's looking for a game to play with their partner or a friend i fully recommend kiwi but that's all i've played this week oh, yeah that's all right i've been i've been watching movies this week i've yeah. been in a movie mood i've definitely also been in a mood where i just i don't have the attention span to yeah. like i, I just want to veg out on the mm -hmm. sofa you know mm -hmm. not really apply much thought um i was obviously away for a week i did not take any gaming devices with me because I just didn't have the time to play any of them. Um, I watched a lot of television on the plane, and that was about it. <laughs> That's basically all I did. Uh, but I, but before I went away, I, I can't remember where I came back from, but I'd, I'd finished up Spider-Man, and I'd finished up um, Assassin's Creed. I got all the trophies in those, mm -hmm. as I spoke about last time I was on the podcast. And I thought, right, right. It's, it's time, Todd. Here I come. Run, run me a bath because I'm going to start. What is, where am I going with this? Bathfield, Garfield. I don't know. You played Starfield. I wanted to play some Starfield, and I wanted to make sure Todd warmed up the water for me, so it was nice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I could dip a toe in, yeah. like, oh, I'm ready to get back in the Starfield. Do you know what I'm not stopped bath. thinking about? Yeah, to do with baths actually, and I need to know if I'm crazy or you're crazy. Okay. Yesterday, you told me that when you have a bath, you yeah. just do water. You don't do any... I don't put any bubble bath. Any in. bubble bath or anything in it. No. And I am not a bath person, but I had a bath this week and yeah. I put bubble bath and I put up a bath bomb That's in. That's a lot. And then Ben was like, see, you shouldn't put anything in. You should just like sit in water. Yeah. And I don't know if that is unhinged, but that is something I have never heard of before. So if you have baths, can you please let me know if that's crazy or not? Because I'll let you know I'm my, not sure. my justification for it. Because uh, I like to, uh, uh, this is the, the long-standing debate, going wildly off topic here. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is the long-standing debate between bath people and shower people. And I like to think that I oscillate between the two. Yeah. But a bath is more of a treat. Yeah. And a shower is more of a, an obligation. Yeah. You know? And uh, baths, I am quite content to, yes, I know you're sitting in a, in 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 boy yeah. soup basically <laughs> in yeah. in your own filth depends how filthy you are to to begin with um but i like to like i will i will apply soap and shower gel and stuff in the bath i will clean myself in the bath yeah. and then get out i can't do that if i am Surrounded if i'm being suffocated by bubbles or there's loads of chemicals and the water is green because then yeah. that inherently isn't unclean but also it's not going to clean you. Yeah. And there's, it, it's, I feel like there's a conflict there between Fair. the bath bomb. And also I just feel like maybe it's a stereotype, but boys tend not to go for the, the, the all of the accoutrement with yeah. the bath, you know? That's true. I never thought about a man having a bath. Yeah. But I think you'd be all right. I wouldn't judge you if you said you had like a bubbly bath. And I wouldn't judge anyone for, for not having a bubbly bath. No, I'm not judging you. I just, I've never heard of it before. And I was like, I can't, I'm, this is insane to We me. need to ask Peter. Peter bathes regularly. That's true. He, he is has, a bath. He has baths most of yeah, the time. Yeah, he was busy um, having another conversation. Anyway, sorry, you were talking about Starfield. So yeah, Todd Howard ran me a bath and yeah. I thought, I'm going to go back to Starfield. I'm ready for more Starfield. Uh, I've been thinking about it and I'm, I'm, I remember where I am. I'm on that, the, the crime planet where you got stuck. Yeah. What was that called again? Neon. Neon. I'm on Neon. I'm doing some Ranger quest. Let's get back into it. 
I played it for maybe three hours, three or four hours. Um, and it, it ran like crap. Like it really did like the, the cap. I know it was capped at 30 frames anyway, but when I was in an environment as part of a quest, you have to basically go on this almost suicide run from like literally a run from a starting point to an end point and then mm. get back to the starting point again to like prove your loyalty to someone. And there's loads of these big lumbering dinosaur like creatures out there trying to kill you on the way. Um, first time I tried to go through it, I was killing them as I went and then the game crashed. Yeah. And the second time I just ran past them. But both times the frame rate was like tanking in those sections where there were like five enemies on mm. screen. I was like, what is going like amazing, rich world and lore notwithstanding. Why is this acceptable? This is just, this is so, it makes playing the game so tedious. Mm. And that's such a shame. And then I kept playing, made it past that section, did a couple more side things, got frustrated at the menus because I'd forgotten how to play basically. Yeah. Because I have to press like seven or eight different buttons and, yeah. and navigate multiple sub menus just to fast travel to the to yeah. a different planet, which I've, I, I still can't get my head around why that's so convoluted. No. Uh, and then I, I can't remember what it was. I was going to report something to someone and I think I must have been caught stealing something earlier, but they, it did that classic Bethesda thing where no one came up to me when I arrived. So then when I tried to turn my quest into this guy, he was like, hey, I know you, you're on the most wanted list. Yeah. And I was like, what? I yeah. can't even remember what I'd done at this point. That's why I'm stuck on Neon. Because yeah. I stole something by accident and then I went to the planet and it didn't tell me beforehand, like, if you go here, you're going to get arrested. Mm -hmm. So I turned up and they were like, hey, you. I know you. You can pay the bounty fee. And I was like, okay, sure, pay bounty fee. Now I'm stuck on the island and I can't get out. Yeah. Well, I paid the bounty fee, game crashed. And then I came back in uh, and I resisted arrest, pulled out a gun um, and aimed at the guy's head just because I was like, I'm feeling a kind of done with this game mm -hmm. now. And I opened fire and I've got the clip saved on my Xbox where I opened fire with an SMG and it just, it froze. And then it was just the, it was just the shot of this man with blood coming out of his face. Like the first bullet hit his face and then the repeated sound effect of just gunfire <laughs> that just played endlessly and I couldn't pause it and I couldn't do anything. And at that point I decided... I cannot be bothered with Starfield anymore. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really sad because I wanted to like it so much. But the more I played it, the more I thought, this just reminds me of a game I played 15 years ago. And so I started playing Oblivion instead. Yeah. And I've been playing Oblivion <laughs> for like 20 hours now. And I am having the best time. Good. I'm so glad. So I've abandoned their 2023 RPG yeah. and I've gone back to their 2006 RPG instead. <laughs> and I am just... Loving life. I'm just loving life. It's mm -hmm. so good because I've played it before and I haven't played it in ages. I've like switched off my brain. I've like I have podcasts on or TV or whatever. And I'm sort of slowly making my way through the main quest. I am apps. I've got it on like baby difficulty. I have absolutely cheated the hell out of it by duping loads of items mm -hmm. because there's a very easy duplication glitch in that game. Um, and yeah, I've, I've nearly saved the realm. Cool. And then I'm going to make my way through the mages. Um, uh, fighters what's it called the fighting guild fighters guild can't remember uh dark brotherhood and the thieves guild i'm ignoring like all the side quests beyond those i just want to hit the main points and then i'm going to bounce out again and i'm not sure if i'll see 
see it all the way through all of those different guilds. Mm -hmm. That is my intention, though. And then I do really want to play Alan Wake 2 because it's meant to be amazing. And I need to go back to Baldur's Gate 3 because that's meant to be amazing Yeah, I also well. need to go back to Baldur's Gate 3. I don't, you weren't here last week, but I tried to play Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. Um, no? And, no, I didn't even get to play it in co-op. Oh. It would not work. It kept kicking me, like, it would not let me stay on the online services. And I talked about this last really? week, but you know how it doesn't just use PlayStations? It uses Warner Bros. Oh, own, of course, yeah. Because of course it does. got to use their stuff. try to piss me off mm -hmm. uh it just i could not connect and neither could ben and we just sat there attempting to connect with other's game for like an hour and then we'd play for like 10 minutes my character would be like bouncing all over the place because we were just <laughs> severe lag and then it would just stop and it would kick me out again and i was like why is this happening and yeah. i just we can't we couldn't play it we've not gone Love back it. to it yet but for some reason but no one else seemed to be having this problem or had any fixes for it but what we realized is that the warner brothers server specifically did not like our virgin internet really? and if we and like we have to Maybe change something laid, about the setting then it would be what oh yes that's a high five that's a good virgin joke there ashton's shoulder Ashton tried to high five on. with her broken shoulder. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So your your particular internet provider is not just won't work. Doesn't like it. So strange. That's really. Do it's... you remember back in the day? And I don't know if you still have to do it now. When you used to play Minecraft online, sometimes you'd have to go into your server settings and like open gateways and stuff. Well, this is what I think we like. Ben thought he might have fixed it, but we've not had a chance to go back because he's been away. Yeah. So I'm like, hopefully he he has fixed it, but I don't know. It's absolutely insane. Well, I hope you enjoy it because Thank as you. I spoke about on the podcast like i i do think it gets it got a lot of hate understandably so but much like saints row it actually is not a bad game no and i did enjoy it come the you know come the uh platinum trophy yeah I like i did end up enjoying it but uh, it should have been a very hello what I, was that I think our light fixture just rattled because someone stamped upstairs um yeah it should have been a very different game than, yeah. than it was it, it shouldn't is. have been built the way it was it's very weird but mm. uh well, I hope you can, I hope you can Thank go back you. to it at some point. Uh, it's time for question two now. Yeah. Comes from Richard Major. Ahoy hoy, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3's campaign mode is getting extremely bad reviews. Lots of people are calling the worst it the worst COD campaign ever. Why do you think they even bother with the campaign mode? Will they stop with it now? Or is having a campaign of any type just there... Just there as a reason to charge £70 for a game when Warzone is free anyway. What do you guys think? Love, Richard Major. I've got a small write-up here. Of course you do. This is from Forbes and Paul Tassie. And this is the headline. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 review scores are below Redfall, Forspoken, and every COD game. As its final act... Below this is, Redfall. This is an absolutely devastating write-up this one this opening line as its final act of stupidity before being acquired by microsoft that's very good activision decided to stain the legacy of call of duty in a way that we simply have not seen before according to internal reports activision negated a proposed sequel to advanced warfare and had sledgehammer turn around a new campaign for modern warfare 3 in just 16 months wow. a project that many were originally told was just an expansion for the previous year's game but it was turned into a full 70 dollar offer later now that the multiplayer has joined the single player in the live game review scores are coming in the result call of duty modern call of duty modern warfare 3 is the lowest scored game in the entire history of the series not just that it's the lowest by a huge amount i think it's on like 53 percent on Metacritic. when i think there's the previous lowest was maybe 70 something yeah um this is rubbish yeah and uh i mean that explanation goes a long way 
to to tell us why this has happened. But what which was the, was it Black Ops Four that they did that, uh, that they just completely disregarded the rules for Roman numerals and they put they put four <laughs> vertical lines. Yeah, um, yeah, that was stupid. Which I respect because I don't. Yeah, because you can Roman read that one nicely. And easy. I was like, that's four lines. That means four. That means four. I can count those. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one didn't have a campaign, I believe. It was their no. first one that had a battle royale as well, which I played quite mm-hmm. a lot of. But. Um, I have spoken before on this podcast about how I don't think anyone should have guilty pleasures when it comes to games. Yeah. But Call of Duty is very yeah, much my you, guilty pleasure. You do love uh, I Call love of the Duty campaigns campaign. in Call of Duty. I really do. And I want to play this new one as well, even though it's only like three hours or something. Mm. How on earth have they fumbled the ball this bad? Um, I can tell you how. Go on. Greed. What? Greed. That doesn't make sense. Yep. They, they wouldn't do that. They thought they could make money again. And so they thought, ah, flip it. It do three hours, good enough. Yeah, good $70. enough. Seventy dollars, money please. Yeah, money please, please please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one really likes any other stuff that they've done either. The multiplayer's not gone down very well. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they had zombies in this one. Yeah, they do. Oh. Apparently, the zombies mode is all right. Oh, I heard. I wasn't sure if they were talking about this one, but I heard bad things about the zombies oh, mode of the newest Call of Duty game. So that you makes sense. You can't fumble a zombie. How do you mess up a zombies mode? I think people were just saying like it's just boring. It's in a field, I think, and like you're not you're not in like buildings or anything. I like they're just zombies coming from everywhere. I did hear that in the in the reviews about the campaign, they they've added a few more of those like uh, open linear mission types, which are basically just. Mm. bits of Warzone map where you're given vague objectives yeah. and you can tackle them however you like but it's quite clearly a, a like an asset flip of, yeah. of Warzone I fell maybe off it's the same for that the campaign for Vanguard the, yes. the World War 2 one yeah. I fell off the campaign for Modern Warfare 2 I just mm-hmm. never finished it did you go to Amsterdam though? Yeah, Amsterdam's Amsterdam. like the second mission. Yeah, no. and that looked good. And it then, did look good. And then it was just like, now you're in our field, and I'm like, yeah. cool, fields are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that, I think that they know the reason that people buy Call of Duty games and multiplayer games, and I think that they, I wonder if they won't make any more campaigns. I think it will be a shame <sighs> because they're kind of one of the only like first person shooter style campaign makers out there there's not very many other campaigns solo campaigns like that of the call of duty franchise so i think it would be a shame but i do think that it feels like they're putting less and less effort in like i loved the call of duty campaigns back in the day like i used to play on my xbox 360 and i really enjoyed them but i i just don't I just don't think they're any good anymore. They're just, I think they're boring. And yeah. I think that they've kind of lost their charm. And I think that it's just kind of rehashing of the same stuff. I mean, I know Modern Warfare 2 was literally a remake. But still, like, it just felt... It wasn't. Huh? It wasn't. They just used the name. Oh, they, but didn't they use the, the same uh, story? Uh, there, there was a remaster that came out. But the Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare were original stories. Uh, yeah, but they, I thought Modern Warfare, the, the most recent Modern well, Warfare 2 was a retelling of the you, story. I suppose you are... You are you are right. But it's not a remake. Technically, yeah. It's, it's like the they've got the same story. characters, and they're, yeah. they're, but they're going about it a very different way, and there's okay. like new, new that's stuff. What I th- that's yeah. kind of what I thought. It's hard I knew the story define, was... Because it? it's the same baddie, and it's the same thing of like same following guys. two... But it's got different... a new guy that you play as. Yeah. But some of the original guys do still show up because yeah. everyone was falling in love with Ghost, weren't yeah. they? And doing like sexy Thirst art of traps him. Of yeah, Ghost, which is yeah. really weird. But... Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that maybe this might be their last one. I don't know. I think they'll still... 
no, that's not true. I take it back. I think they'll still do campaigns, and I. But I just think that they'll just be like this, three hours long and bland. And I think that they'll be like, good enough. That makes me sad because yeah. I've always loved them, and uh, even the crap ones. You know, I've I've at least enjoyed the ride because they are very much a ride. And back in the day when these games were coming out at midnight, everyone was like rushing into the multiplayer, and I was like, I want to I want to play the campaign. Why is, no, why is no one touching the campaign? I don't mm. understand. Uh, because that's always what I've preferred to get out of games as much as I used to love the multiplayer of the Call of Duty games when I played them. Um, and this also disproves potentially a point I've been harping on about as like a, as a potential, yes, this is good news of the Xbox um, Activision Blizzard merger, which was that, hey, if uh, Activision Blizzard, Blizzard can turn around like a competent Call of Duty game with a campaign and blah 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 every single year because they they're managing their studios internally and like there's always mm. one ready to go every November sort of time uh, maybe that'll help Xbox manage their internal all of their internal studios and make they sure can't. they're on schedule turned out yeah they 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 haven't no and this could be it is greed but this could also be a sign of the fact that yeah games are way harder to make now and they take way longer and they cost way more and potentially a, a one-year turnaround or even a three-year turnaround if you've got three Call of Duty studios working on it. Even a three-year turnaround is no longer sustainable. Maybe you do need more gaps, but this is a big reason of why Xbox bought Activision Blizzard in the first mm -hmm. place. So they have got to be pretty pissed off about this. Well, I think a lot of... This again goes back to the, what we've been saying before when it comes to this merger in that like everything that we are seeing from Xbox and some... and kind of from Activision Blizzard 2 is just kind of not up to the mark anymore. It's not kind of hitting the standards that we're used to. And we're kind of going to have to wait at least a year to two years, a minimum a year, potentially three years to actually see how this is going to affect all parties involved. Because mm -hmm. this is the thing that's like the big question mark is how much is it going to change at Activision Blizzard? How much is it going to change at Xbox? How much more are we going to see coming out of Xbox and how different is it going to be in quality? Um, and that's from a like a, a hopeful standpoint in the yeah. fact that like, I hope that from this it does well because that benefits everyone. But I also, I worry given both of their current track records that it's kind of the blind leading the blind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just don't know yet, but it's not, it doesn't bode particularly well. Mm. I think Richard is absolutely right that they have 100% cannibalized their own annual releases by yeah. making Warzone, even though Warzone prints the money. I don't know if that's still the case. You know, it's mm. certainly less popular than it was. Um, but why would you, if you're only interested in multiplayer, why would you buy the game every year when you can yeah. play Warzone for free? And I know that they've got game modes in and like progression paths in the games themselves mm. that that uh, that Warzone doesn't have. But when you're buying these games and you're booting them up and their main menu looks like a live service nightmare that links to so many other products they've already got yeah. and the game that came out the previous year, yeah. it's like, it's they need like, if this is the path they're going down, they need a combined, just, just a single product. Mm -hmm. Do Warzone, they've already got a battle pass. Do a, like, a, it, you'll get so much crap for it and so much hate for it. Can the annual releases and just have like a 30, 40 pound annual pass thing that gets you access to the game modes or like the the traditional multiplayer you'd get from Call of Duty as part of the 
the war zone thing, except don't call it war zone anymore. Just call it Call of Duty mm. and have it just be a platform because you're muddying the waters anyway. And then when you're crapping out single players that don't impress anyone, mm-hmm. why would you, as much as it pains me to say it, why would you bother? Uh, it, yeah, it's yeah. just, it sucks because I've always enjoyed Call of Duty games to an ex- extent, but they they have massively, I think, confused things with all the different I stuff agree. they're putting out. I agree. We'll see what happens. Well, it's time now for something a bit strange, but also up to date and current. It's time now for Weird News. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you'd like to submit some weird video game news to us, you can do so on the relevant social media platform underneath the post that goes out on a Tuesday. And uh, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to become a podcast producer by going to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Just like G.Y. Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson. We know this one. We know it now. Katie Garrard. Eric Siu. Potato Shack 99. Melody Elbonet. Uh, Nexus Polaris Gabrielle Philippink Blake Thomas Janet Wicks and Great Giggity thank, thank you, you so much producers. podcast producers thank you, you so got much. some weird news there I do it comes from Jonathan Wong on Nintendo Life by Liam Doolan could it be it's not oh is it not sorry it's not random. Damn it. Jeff Keighley and the Game Awards are now in Fortnite random vote for your favourite creator Island in game. Island? What? Okay. The insanely popular Battle Royale game, Fortnite, will be celebrating this year's Game Awards with players able to vote for the best creator-made Fortnite Island of the year in game. Whoa. But I just... So the only reason I picked this right was because I watched the video that they've done to do it and they've made Jeff Keighley in Fortnite. Yes. And he goes... It's me, Jeff Keighley from the Game Awards in Fortnite. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay. Do we get to play as Jeff? I don't know, actually. That's a Why good wouldn't question. You do Let that? me carry on reading and see if it's, he becomes a playable character. Okay. Um, this new update by Night 
Night Times and Studio 568 is a hub world that links players to 10 creator-made islands which players can explore and then vote for. In the main section, players can also collect Game Awards statues for an in-game XP boost. Here's what the Game Awards creator and host, Jeff Keighley, had to say about this special Fortnite event. Ever since I hosted live from Risky Reels in Fortnite in 2019, I've been thinking about ways the Game Awards could bring our celebration inside the games we play every day. Our Fortnite island is the first experiment in this direction and i'm particularly excited to help shine the spotlight on an amazing user-generated community around the world huh on the amazing yes user, yeah um so then you can go and you can vote until the 6th of december and the winner will be revealed on the 7th of december i wonder if it'll be revealed in the game awards can't wait to find out that and never be confused oh here's the there's, there's jeff oh. for the first time in his game awards suit Oh, the way his character in Fortnite. In Fortnite. In Fortnite. It's just so Amazing. stupid. Yeah, you should be able to shoot people as Jeff Keighley, I think. Yeah. But then you'd have to say, like, well, you you should be able to shoot Jeff Keighley. Well, yeah, that too. That's how it goes. Yeah. You know? Would he be the... F- there's other real people in it, right? Oh, yeah, there's loads of... Like, there's wrestlers in there. Oh, yeah. They're real people. The Rock's definitely in the it. The Rock is he? in there. Um, I think Black Adam is in there as well. Yeah. But, yeah, there's there's been a couple of wrestlers and, and probably some real people. Yeah. Mostly it's the characters they portray. But Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't play Fortnite. No. Don't care. I don't know if he'd be a very popular skin either. I think he'd be a... I think there'd be a huge surge of Jeff usage, like, ironically, for a while. The Jeffs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've got some weird news. Oh, yeah. This comes courtesy of Stephen Skodes on Twitter, and it's by Levi Winslow on Kotaku.com. This is a follow-up to a weird news I did before. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 speedrunner races to bear sex. So we've already done the, the sex run. Did you see they nerfed that? I, I don't know. They nerfed it. The, the sex, sex speed run. run. Did yeah. Because they? they did it in like five minutes. Yeah. They Apparently you can't do it anymore. But people will probably still find a way. But yeah, the last I heard about that, that sp- particular yes. sex speed run was that they'd nerfed it. Okay. So well, sad. this is a new one. Yeah. So here we are. A Baldur's Gate 3 player has just set the world record for speedrunning to steamy bear sex with the druid companion Halsin in just under an hour, a feat that would typically take the average player much longer to accomplish. <laughs> The average player. He's above average. Speedruns of Larian Studios Dungeons and Dragons based RPG have proliferated since the game launched on August the 3rd. Uh, some players have rolled the credits in the game in under five minutes, while others have focused on skipping the boring bits to get laid as quickly as possible. Like speedrun categories often do, these sex speedruns have started a whole new community with folks competing for the best quitters times, as documented on speedrun tracker speedrun.com. For the standard sex percent category, in which the goal was to have sex with anyone as fast as possible, the Githyanki fighter Lysel was typically the main target since she was easy to romance. But following a patch that shook the sex percent speedrun fandom, she must be courted more before you can bed her. She's been nerfed. Now, though, a BG3 player has created a new, longer category, Bear Percent. You might remember that before the game's release, Larian shared a jaw-dropping scene of the druid Halsin and the vampire Astarian laying it bare, getting hot and sweaty in a forest. Well, enjoying some bear sex with Halsin as quickly as possible is the goal of this new category. Speedrunner Weedmoder, sick, posted a YouTube video on November the 12th showing off their bear percent speedrun, which clocked in at 50 minutes and 30 seconds. They started out with escaping the Nautiloid, the game's de facto tutorial section, by jumping straight through the location and clearing large distances. 
Immediately after emerging from the nautiloid, Weedmoder then used the shadow boxing technique, which involves cramming the cleric Shadowheart's corpse into a coffin in order to save the grove and skip right to Act 2 of Baldur's Gate 3. This set them up to complete Helsin's romance questline by rescuing our furry BF. Wow. And there we are. And then they boned a bear. And then they boned a bear? Or they were boned by a bear. I guess it depends. Build-A-Bear is very different now, isn't it? Yeah. Bone-A-Bear. Bone-A-Bear workshop. (laughs) Very different workshop than the one I remember. Should we move on to something a bit larger? Yes, I think we should. Perhaps the big discussion. It's big discussion time. It's time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Jack Bradshaw. Ahoy hoy, Bap. Hope you're all well. Peter is not. Peter's unwell. By the time you guys read this, the nominations for Jeff's big sponsorship extravaganza disguised as a Game Award thing will have been revealed, (laughs) including the nominations for Game of the Year. For this year's Game of the Year nominees, what are your thoughts on each game? Which one do you want personally to win Game of the Year? And which one do you think will win Game of the Year? Thank you, Jack. We've got all the categories in front of us now. We're going to just go through them and I suppose we could say what we would like to win and what we think will win. Yes. Uh, Obviously, it's worth saying that these nominations represent a wide variety of games many of which we have not had the luxury of playing because we are but two people <laughs> with with specific interests yeah. and we can't play everything. So yeah. obviously our picks are going to be biased towards the ones we've actually played. Yeah. But as people who are students of the game, we're, we're, we're listening to industry chatter. We know what the popular games are. So I think probably we can give some insight into... Uh, into what we think might win. Yeah. Should we start off with best game direction, Ashton? What yeah. are the nominoms? The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's basically the game of the year one as well, isn't it? Pretty, pretty much. The, the same nominees are in it game might of be, the year. Yeah, actually, it might be right. It might be the exact same. Well, which I, one do you think is going to win? I, which one do I think is going to win? Um, yeah. I think... Alan Wake 2 will take that. You think? I do. Okay. What I do you see, think? I thought maybe Baldur's Gate 3 might. Baldur's Gate 3 is is nominated in almost every single category. Well, they've both got the same amount of nominations. Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 have got the same amount. And, t- and the most. They've it's got, a lot. I think it's they've got 13 nominations. nominations each. Honestly, if Alan Wake 2 is as good as everyone says it is, and hopefully I'll be able to verify that before, before, <laughs> Me the, too, before the bloody Game Awards, um, then I, I hope they don't do that thing that happens at so many award shows where there's like one or two things that are nominated for lots of stuff. And then it's like, oh, big misdirect. We were actually just giving you a nod. You're only going to go home with like two awards. Because mm. I think these two definitely deserve They're going to be fighting it out a lot, I think, for a lot of these categories. But I th- I think um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 might take it. But mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm going to tell you why when we Go get on. to the game of the year. Okay. Because I think the same reason I think the Baldur's Gate might take this, I also think it might take game of the year. Right. I, we'll um, that in a minute. I'm also going to quickly say that I think The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is going to not win much this year. Mainly because it's following Breath of the Wild, which cleaned up when it came out. And as incredible as this game is, it's obviously very similar to Breath of the Wild. And also, from the even from the Nintendo camp, I do think Mario Bros. Wonder is having a, a lot more people shout yeah. about it at this. And again, it's probably recency bias. We've not played it yet. And we, we both really no, want to. No, I do. I, I want to play it. We should. We could I'm going st- to steal it from K- Kieran. Are you, has Kieran got it? Yeah. He's got a physical copy. Physical copy. Can I steal it after you? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. Um, but yeah, I think from a maybe even just a recency bias perspective, but Mario Bros. Wonder is being talked about in much more glowing terms 
not generally, but just in through the specific lens of awards, yeah, but awards you, season. You got to factor in voting, and you got to factor That's in true. that this it's is, a public vote. This is a public vote. Which okay, I'm just gonna tell you about now. I think Baldur's Gate three will clean up because I think it has a bigger fan base than Alan Wake two. Okay, so I yeah. think when you put pit two of them against one another. I think people are more likely to vote for Baldur's Gate 3 because it's point. been such a big, like such a hugely talked about game. Even now, months mm. after release, people are still playing it. They're on their third or fourth playthrough of this game. It's all they've played all year. And I think those people will be more vocal. If it does become a popularity too. contest, though, then does Marvel well, Spider-Man that, 2 stand a Well, yeah, I think it does. But I also think that, you know, then you say, well, Tears of the Kingdom then, Mill, because yeah. people who like Legend of Zelda like Legend of Zelda. They sure do. And that's that's what they'll vote for. So yeah. I think like as much as it's a popularity contest, I think people will vote for their game if they're really loyal to their console slash um, franchise. But I think gen general public will vote for Baldur's Gate 3. So really what we need to be asking ourselves is who do we think will win? Who do we think should win? Yeah. And who do we want to win? Yeah, three <laughs> questions. Um, but having only played on that list, Spider-Man 2, yeah. um, I'm I'm inclined to say that that would win because it's the only one I've played. But I think that, I think Baldur's Gate will win. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether it should win. Yeah, okay. Um, best adaptation though. Yes. Um, so the nominations for that one are Castlevania Nocturne, um, which is the anime, mm -hmm. um, the Gran Turismo movie, Last of Us, and TV show, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal TV show. If it's a popularity contest, I think Mario Bros. might take it. This is, I, yeah, I, I agree. I think The Last of Us should win. Yeah, I agree. And I would, I would love it if Twisted Metal did it because I was so surprised by mm. Twisted Metal. I, I haven't watched the most recent. I think I watched the first two seasons of Castlevania on Netflix, um, and uh, I've completely dropped away. But that was also excellent. I'm really glad to see this category. I don't remember this. No, category. I don't know if this category. But I think it's because this year we have had a lot. Of actually, this category was here last year because I think Cyberpunk Edge Runners Edge won Runners it last year. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I, th I think that su it would be, be between The Last of Us and Super Mario Bros. movie, mm -hmm. and I'm curious about whether The Last of Us might win it because Super Mario Bros. movie did fantastic. Yeah. However, children, it was aimed at children. and Children yes. can't vote, so children don't do computers. No, so I would be inclined to see the last of us. But children win. play Fortnite. What if they're killing people as Jeff Keighley oh, and they're so like, true. "I love this guy. I wonder what he's doing. I'm going to go to his website. Yeah, and then he might. I'm going to go to his LinkedIn." <laughs> yeah. Says the six-year-old, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to. Oh, what are the game? But awards? I think it'll be between those two. Okay. I would like the Last of Us to win because I think they did a fantastic job adapting the video game. Yeah. Because that's what it is. They adapted the video game. Super it, Mario Bros movie was an independent it movie wrecked me the last of us was it just destroyed me there were so many episodes <laughs> like, there was one episode in particular where i was just bawling at it i was yeah. just crying just on my own just, i think we just, all cried just sobbing at that episode and uh, like numerous other moments as well that were like really emotional, and, like, emotional oh yeah. messed up and oh it's it was mm. just fantastic yeah. so good and then they released that busted ass remake on pc and completely undid all the goodwill <laughs> What are they doing out there? I don't know. Best narrative, Ashton. Alan Wake 2, Borders Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, which is very interesting how many nominations this DLC got. It's almost like... This is the game. They're, they're making... Yeah, they're making... good. Everyone in the industry is trying to make good on like... I think hey, Cyberpunk's so actually pretty good now. But. I think it's so strange that the DLC has got so many nominations. Yeah. Um, and also in this category, Final Fantasy 16 and Marvel Spider-Man 2. 
Final Fantasy 16 kind of fell apart for me at the end in terms of the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, as I spoke about on the podcast, the past few Final Fantasy games, I've, I've found that the longer they, like, I get, they do a good job of establishing the world and the characters. And then the longer it goes on, the more weird it gets and mm-hmm. the less I feel connected to anything that's happening. Yeah. That was definitely the case for me here. It's nice to see Final Fantasy 16 get a nod. Uh, like yeah. so many categories that we'll talk about, a lot of these games I feel like I just kind of get they don't stand a chance of winning but I'm mm. happy to see them there because this mm. year's been so packed in yeah. any other year they would stand a pretty good chance um, but I'm happy to see it there uh, this is best story isn't it narrative yeah. narrative uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 had a great narrative I agree I really enjoyed that I would like that to win this I time. would also like that to win if Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 are going to clean up elsewhere mm. I would I would like Marvel Spider-Man 2 to take this one you've played Phantom Liberty yeah though. I think that the story is good but it's not it's not a full game no. like it's it's 15 hours of a game maybe not even that mm-hmm. like I think that if it was cyberpunk overall and all the branching paths and everything, maybe it would stand a chance. But this but this is just one branch that's a DLC of a game, and I don't think it stands up compared to the other games on this list. Yeah. I think it's very strange it's been nominated for this category in particular. It's good, but it's not like outstanding. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I would I would like Marvel Spider Man two to win this category. Yeah. Whether it will or not, I'm not sure. I think maybe it might go to Alan Wake Two or something else. But having not played it again, I'm not sure. But yeah. Marvel Spider Man two would be nice. Best art direction, Ben. Alan Wake two, Hi Fi Rush, Lies of Peace, Super Mario Bros, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Some very strong games in mm. here. Um, very quickly talking about Lies of P. If you can define its art direction as not being overly stylized, like just the just even the world design and environmental design of Lies of P is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's so dreary and scary and unnerving and it just paints such a vivid picture of what this world was like and you know juxtaposes it with yeah. what's gone on and what's happened love that um hi-fi rush nice to see that there i love that this that is nominated is a so gorgeous much. game it's um, fantastic i think it's one of the ones that stands out this year in like the it just looks totally different to everything else and all the style like everything that they've done to this game specifically art direction the mm. way they've taken it i think it's fantastic and yeah. i would love to see hi-fi rush win this legend of zelda tears of the kingdom obviously a gorgeous game um but again very much in the same vein as uh breath of the wild that sort of beautiful uh mm. watercolor type aesthetic uh super mario bros wonder is obviously gonna do well yeah um, but i, I don't d- think it's anything special like it's not one it's not something we've not seen before from nintendo do well you know that's I mean? the, that's the thing because i find it really interesting as someone who's not who wouldn't describe themselves as a mario fan not someone who dislikes mario but mm. i just don't play the games and i'm you know yeah. they're, they're not that important to me as as a layman and outside observer a lot of the mario games do look very similar yeah but the internet chatter is always that this game is gorgeous. Like every single time, it's like this game is absolutely gorgeous. So maybe it's mm. just something that I don't personally yeah. understand. It's the thing that they do, and they do it really well. But it is very similar mm-hmm. to like it's. There's only so many places they can take this Mario art style that they've got. Yeah, and I don't think it's anything special. I think this Super Mario RPG is the more interesting of the two, looks wise, because it looks completely different to all the other games that we've yeah. seen recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what else have we got in there? Alan Wake 2, which having not played it, I mean, it's a good looking game, but it is sort of photorealistic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, personally, I would I would throw my weight behind Hi-Fi Rush here. Oh, yeah, me too. For best art direction. Yeah. Best score and music. 
Alan Wake 2, again, Baldur's Gate 3, again, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. I really want Hi-Fi Rush to win this Hi-Fi Rush should win score and music. They wrote um, songs for it. It's got actual songs with actual lyrics that are performed by an mm-hmm. actual band. I think that's fantastic. I think that, like, score-wise, maybe, like, the, the others have good scores but music wise it's hi-fi in, it's rush is in a different the, category of it like it's it's fantastic integral to the game yeah all of these all of these games have wonderful scores final fantasy 16 again nice to see that there mm-hmm. uh, i did find that while the music is great and i can hum some of it right now like i still remember what it sounded like but is that because it was really good yes it is but is it also partly because for some reason they just reused a lot of the same music all the time like every single battle had the same music and for some reason when you're in boss battles like the music just there was a huge tonal shift and it like played sort of plinky piano music that felt completely ill-fitting that's not necessarily a criticism of the music itself maybe just its implementation Mm. but um i do not think final fantasy 16 will 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 have that one no i would like to see hi-fi rush win that one yeah Um, same here and hopefully it will. I think they did a fantastic job with mm-hmm. that one. Uh, best audio design went to nominated for Alan Wake, Dead Space, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Resident Evil 4. It's going to be Hi-Fi Rush again, isn't it? Yeah. Any Anything audio related I, should just go to Hi-Fi Rush. I, I just thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just think that they did everything so well and the audio design was so clever. And I just, I hope they win it. It's for me personally, and I, I did say this before on the podcast, Hi-Fi Rush is not a game that's going to be in my top five because while I can really appreciate everything it did and, you know, it did so many things great, mm-hmm. it it didn't, I didn't come away from it afterwards thinking that was fantastic. I'm yeah. going to be thinking about that for ages. However, in these categories, it has no competition. It just doesn't. Like, th- of course, the sound design of Dead Space is really good. Yeah. You know, you're going to be walking around and hearing horrible, spooky things off in the distance, yeah. you know, in the, in the corner of your headphones. And it will build the tension and it. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Resident Evil 4 and, and, Alan, and Wake. Alan Wake and, for some reason, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, well, to be fair, actually, Spider-Man had some great audio design in there, you know, like the NPC yeah. conversations yeah, that went viral and sure. things. Like, there's some, and the fact that when you're, the thing I always enjoy about Spider-Man is that they get the Spider-Men to record the lines twice. One where they're walking around and one where they're swinging around because when you're swinging and you're answering a phone call, yeah, you sound he sounds exerted like from he's that standpoint, out of breath. absolutely like yeah, brilliant, yeah, really good, very clever. Some great ones in there, but high five rush. Yeah. Best performance now. My best friend, Ben Starr. Yes. Uh, Cameron Monaghan. So I should name the game as well. Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16. Com- mm-hmm. Cameron Monaghan from Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Idris Elba, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Uh, Melanie Libbard, Lib- mm-hmm. uh, Alan Wake 2. Neil Newborn, 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 <laughs> uh, Baldur's Gate 3. And Yuri Lowenthal, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Who you want to win? Uh, I mean, I'm kind of sad that... Um, um, what's his name? He was in Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy 16. He's got that gravelly voice. I know exactly. Graham Innocent. What's his name? What's his for Ian? It, it's not Ian Innocent. I'm going to have to check. <laughs> but his voice is unbelievable. And he was in hu- two huge games this year. And I would have gone for him. But yeah, I'm going to go for Ben Starr. Because I'm I biased. would like Ben Starr to win because I think he's a nice man. He's really funny on Twitter <laughs> he's as well. He's very funny. And I also think... That of the uh, of Ralph the six, Innocent. okay, of the six of them, outside of Idris Elba being an actually very famous actor, and Cameron Monaghan also having a fan group behind him being a yeah a quite famous man, I think um, Ben Starr has developed a 
love, cult following. A cult following and a love from the games industry just because of how he is and what he has done. He also won the golden joystick for performance oh, um, recently. That's yeah. Great. So I I would like to see him win because he seems like such a nice man and he's yeah. very funny and it would be great to see him. He did great win. Final Fantasy sixteen as well. It yeah. was very well voiced. But they all obviously the they're the best of the best, but they did a fantastic work, all of them. I mean, Yuri Lowenthal is always amazing as Spider-Man. So. Yes, really good. Yeah. Innovation in accessibility, Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Street Fighter 6. I'm going to go for Spider-Man 2 here Spider-Man because I've played that well. and also the accessibility is crazy in that yeah. game. I got a lot of praise for accessibility, so I would like to see uh, Spider-Man win that. Um, interesting that the... Uh, only Xbox game is Forza Motorsport. Mm. I mean, obviously Diablo 4 is technically Xbox now because it's Blizzard, but yes. it does feel like, we talked about it a little while ago, There's no and there's no Nintendo games on there. For accessibility. accessibility. Well, that is no surprise. That's no it? surprise. That's kind of, that's what I think I don't want to talk about Xbox. I'm more surprised, I'm not surprised that Nintendo aren't on there. No. Because they're they don't do famously anything. do not care about that, so. No, they make games accessible in the sense that children of all ages can play them. Yeah. And people of all ages can play yeah. them. But for anyone who's differently abled. Yeah. Sorry. Flip out of luck, unfortunately. Yeah. Games, Games for, for impact. impact. I had a difficult one with this one because there's a few on there that I quite like. Um, a Space for Unbound, Chance of Senar, Goodbye Volcano High, Chia, Terranil, and Venba. So a lot of these games I haven't actually heard of, but I'm aware of Chia and uh, Goodbye Volcano High. Yeah, I played Venba on stream mm-hmm. a little while ago and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good game. Right. Um, I personally hope that Chia will win. Um, I think it's probably the biggest release out of those ones. So I think hopefully it might. And I think it did a really great job um, impact-wise in terms of how they created the game, um, talking to like natives um, and getting people who um, lived there to record the music and really talked a lot about the area while they were making the game and while you're playing the game. And I think that's great. Mm. So I hope that they'll win this one because I yeah. think they did a great job. New Caledonia, that's the place I was trying to think of. Right. Based in. Chia, I would like to win that one. Cool. I think out of all of those, I feel like Chia is the perhaps the most famous one. Mm-hmm. And so potentially if that has the, the fan base behind it, yeah. that could do well. Yeah. Best ongoing game, Apex Legends, Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy XIV, Fortnite and Genshin Impact. Now, Cyberpunk 2077 being on there makes sense in that I feel like they finished it this year. Yeah, that's not ongoing, though. Uh, I mean, in I mean, a it's sense... it's been ongoing since they were developing it while it was out, but not, that's not uh, how it works. Certainly not by the definition of any of the other games included on there. I feel, honestly, I feel like Cyberpunk could take that. It's just i don't know that it <laughs> that should make sense but the other ones are like they're ongoing because the content's being added there's season passes there's stuff that's happening that's changing every month or so to keep the game interesting yep. cyberpunk they just fixed it yeah, that's they, not ongoing they did fix it yeah you can't call that ongoing if you're just fixing it because it was broken when you launched it I'm absolutely worried, insane behavior i'm worried there's a lot of revisionist history starting to go on now around yes, that game where I agree. now that since the anime and since it you know it's had a really good expansion and since they fixed it for want of a better term mm. that's what they did mm-hmm. um people have started to obviously look on it much more favorably and kind of bury and forget the road that that you know that that brought them here yeah and i don't think that should be allowed it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be recognized in fact i think that's what's happening here is that maybe there's a bit of overcorrection in that 
hey, you know what? We gave you a hard time for years, so we're going to give you a few nominations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you guys, you worked really hard. You deserve it, etc. But it does not undo everything that that game put put players through. No. Um, I I think it'll be between... Well, I don't know if it'll be between. I don't know who's going to win this one. Hmm. But Final Fantasy XIV has a very dedicated fan base. Yes. And they love that game not saying that people who play Fortnite, Genshin Impact and Apex Legends don't love that game but whenever I fi- find someone who's a fan of Final Fantasy 14 they're never just a casual fan they're like devoted to Final Fantasy 14 so it would be interesting to see who wins this category I think I'm, I haven't picked someone because I don't know who's going to win this one mm-hmm Best Community Support, Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, and No Man's Sky. There's another How one. How crazy that No Man's Sky is on this list. I don't even understand it. I think it's madness. These last two categories, I feel like I'm in a fever dream. I don't actually know what the definition of community support I would even fall under. I assume it's just like here. online content, like people, the customer service and online stuff. Because you see like community managers, they often are essentially social media managers. Right, yeah. So I would assume that it's it's kind of falling under that vein. But I don't think Destiny 2 is going to get it because no. that has been under a lot of fire recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 14 again, maybe No Man's Sky. I don't know. Again, I think this is going to come down to the fans and who has the biggest fan base and i think that when looking at this list again and i i don't want to keep bringing this up but Baldur's gate 3 fans will just vote for Baldur's gate 3 in every category they will and i think that there will be people who might just casually pick one and not think about it but i would be inclined to say Baldur's gate 3 might win this um alternative answer would be final fantasy 14 but i think Baldur's gate 3 will get this one as well cool Best independent game now. We have Cocoon, Dave the Diver. Interesting though, because that I don't know how that technically falls under. I've seen a lot of controversy but, about this category yeah. because some of these are not independent studios. Yeah. Um Dredge, Sea of Stars, and Viewfinder. Some great games on there. Um I think the category needs a bit of work in terms of its definition because mm-hmm. these are certainly all small teams, mm-hmm. but some of them are owned by big publishers. Yeah. And that is not the same thing. Yeah. So. Like Annapurna being for Cocoon, Team 17 are from Dredge, Thunderfall are from Viewfinder. I think Thunderfall... Dave the Driver is owned by... Uh, or Mint Rocket are owned by... Like yeah, a, uh, like they're, Nick, they're kind of a conglomerate called. under an umbrella corporation. I can't remember what company it is, yeah, it's like but a it's, a, it's a big one. Um, but I don't... I'm As much as these are technically indie games, I, I wouldn't call them independent games. Um, mm. Because, like you say, the... Three of them are published by absolutely huge publishers. Again, Thunderful being, I think, the smaller of the three big publishers, but still a decent-sized publisher. Um, I think it, we need to redefine what an independent game means. I think we said this last year because a few of the ones that were nominated last year definitely felt... Next on. Thank you. Definitely felt like they were not independent games, and I feel the same about it this year. Yeah. I personally would like to see Cocoon... Cocoon was a great game. I really enjoyed that game and I think it, it was great. I think Sea of Stars will win though because mm-hmm. people who love Sea of Stars are very vocal online and I think I think it might take away this one. Mm-hmm. Best debut indie game? Cocoon, again. Dredge, again. Uh, Pizza Tower, Venba and Viewfinder. I would love to see Venba win this one. Yeah. I think Venba was fantastic. If you don't know, it's about um, cooking and you follow a mother and it's her kind of She's a an immigrant to Canada from India and she's cooking and you kind of see her life through um, the lens of the food that she makes and you, you make the 
uh, recipes with her and then you follow her son later on in the game and it's really touching and I think it's a really fantastic debut game from them and I would love to see more of what they do because this was great so mm. I hope Denver wins do I think it will win I'm not sure but I would like to see it do well so this is what makes me sad is that I used to love playing smaller, more interesting games like this. And mm. I just don't have time now because I feel like I need to play all the big games. And the big games are so massive yeah. that they just dominate all of my time yeah. when I'm not playing Oblivion. I've still wanted to play Viewfinder for a while. I've just not got around to it yet because that one I thought always looked like when I first saw it I've a while ago, I thought it looked really great. And like you say, it's been really well received. So I'd like to have played Viewfinder. But um yeah, I've not played Dredge or Pizza Tower, and I don't really know much about either of them. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Best mobile game. Ben. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Honky Star Rail. Honky Star Rail, baby. Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Monster Hunter Now and Terra Nil. Yes. No. Um, Those are games. No, no fashion, whatever it is that you play. <laughs> Project Makeover. Project Makeover. No, Which is on its Makeover. third year, by the way. What well, best ongoing game then? Yeah, it should be. It should be in there. What's Instead Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. event? <laughs> load of bollocks. Um, yeah, so I've, I don't play any games on my phone. No. Did your Ben play Ever Crisis? Yeah, he deleted it. Didn't enjoy it. Oh, okay. He couldn't get Why has he been nominated it. for an award? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like it. He loves Final Fantasy VII, but he just could not get on into the mobile game. Right. Um, I voted for Hello Kitty Island Adventure that when would I did be my amazing. votes because I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I hope that wins. Um, I hope I don't Honky know. Star Rail wins as well. I hope Honky Star Rail wins just so we can hear him say Honky Star Rail. They, they say it weird though. They say Honkai. I, know, I don't that's know what that's so about. Incorrect. It's clearly Honky Star Rail. Yeah. Um, best VR slash AR game. We've got Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon Call of the Mountains, Resident Evil Vi Village VR mode and Synapse. Uh, Resident Evil Village and Humanity and Gran Turismo are not original VR games. Just they are ported, ported to, to VR slash yeah. made into VR games. Um, Horizon Call of the Mountains and Synapse are the only ones that are actually like developed for VR mm -hmm. originally. We both um, played a tiny bit of Horizon. Yeah, I voted for Call of the Mountain in um, the category purely because I just want Horizon to win. Something. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Um, I feel like they always get shafted and I would like to just, I'd like to feel some joy, but I think Resident Evil um, Village will win. Yeah, that's a popularity one, isn't it? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Best action game, Armored Core seven, 6, sorry. Uh, See, those Roman Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2, no. Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. This is a far more... Diverse. Well, yeah, I feel like there's some pretty middling games in here. I feel like that's quite an interesting... <laughs> so strange. Quite an interesting category, this one. Like, none of these games are bad, but I don't think... Uh, there, the there's best. a couple of standouts, but yeah, there's, there's some games that should be in here, I would argue... Lies of P should be in there for oh best God. action yeah, game. True. Why is it in best RPG, which is a later category we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, Remnant 2, I've heard, you know, decent things about. I've bought that. I do intend to play it in co-op. I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. That's basically a Souls-like with guns. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, obviously, we've spoken about at great length. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon is a crap game from From Software, and if you like <laughs> it, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Because they should be making Dark Souls for me, yeah, and not messing around You're with robots. You're part of the problem, uh, so <laughs> don't vote for it. And uh, Dead Island Two, obviously, is uh, it's Dead Island, isn't it? It's not even good, really. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
fine. It's fine. It's a fine game. Ghost Runner 2, I've heard. We didn't even mention Dead Island 2 the Spider today, but we didn't. We forgot about him the same way everyone forgot about Dead Island 2. Too busy talking about about Poland and yeah, and I think the thing with bread. Dead Island 2 is that it doesn't have the longevity that I think it hoped for. Right. Like, I fell off of it, and I think a lot of people that I've spoken to, well, actually, I've not met that many people who've actually played it, but people I have met who played it have also fallen off of it before the end. Um, I've never, I've not heard anyone talk about the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I've not seen anyone mention it. I'm sure it has a fan base. I just don't think it's big enough to compete in this game. Armored Corp 6, People love it, don't they? They if do. If they like it, they like it. They really like it. I'm just saying, it's not nominated in yeah. any other categories. I don't know who's going to win this one. I don't know if it will be Ghost Runner 2, because Ghost Runner 2, I think, went down very well, but... I don't think it has the audience. I don't think it has the audience. Hi-Fi Rush, I believe. I want Hi-Fi Rush to win. For this guy. Just cause. Best action adventure game. Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Resident Evil 4. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And The Last the last of, the last <laughs> of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The Legend of Zelda could easily take this one. I think it will Star absolutely Wars, win Star Wars not one. getting many nods at all. No. Um, which no, is, I think it's very interesting that it hasn't got very many yeah, nods. Yeah, I think that is that may be a... Uh, out of every other game on this list, I think that might be a recency bias thing. Yeah. Because there are... Admittedly, there have been other games that fit into those categories where it could have been nominated that I would argue are better than that. Mm. But also, it's a really good game. Yeah. Performance issues aside, yeah. it's a really good game that I really enjoy. I'm interested that the, the uh, it wasn't in, wasn't nominated for narrative. Honestly, no. I think it had a really good story. It was. It was. Yeah, it did have a good story. Um, I think I would like Marvel Spider-Man Two to win this because yeah. when that that game is just made so well and they're just really good at making a fun Star Wars, nope, a fun Spider-Man game. Spider Wars. <laughs> uh, Starman 2. Um, but I think Legend of Zelda will win this one. Yeah, I think, I think Zelda they will have take the backing. Well. Nintendo fans unite for That's Legend it. of Zelda 2. Pile in there. Yeah. Best, best Rupug. Yeah, Best Rupug. They've got Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and the only nomination for Starfield in Oof. this category as well. Yeah, that's a rough, rough Baldur's Gate game 3 going to win this. Star, Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win it. Lies of P deserves to be in a category where it stands a chance because mm-hmm. that. What a debut game from that studio. It's. I think there was a news story, honestly, it would have been a little while ago now that they sold over a million copies as well. For a Souls-like from a, an unproven studio, that's incredible. Well, I think this year has been definitely the year that we've seen a lot of new studios bringing out games that have gone down fantastic and really putting them on the map. Larian is obviously not a new studio, but Baldur's Gate 3 have put them on the map. Oh, yeah. Same with Lies of P and, to an extent, Sea of Stars as well. Mm -hmm. People love Sea of Stars. They think it's fantastic and it's gone down really, really well and it's done really well in the Game Awards. And I think that's another studio, Sabotage Studio, who have who have made a name for themselves this year. And I think that is one thing. This year's been a lot of negatives, but one thing I think we've seen a lot of this year is studios bringing out a game that has definitely put their names down in, in the annals of history for this year, for sure. I agree. 
Best Fighting Game, God of Rock, Mortal Kombat 1, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, which I didn't even realize released. I didn't know there was a second one. Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter 6. It's got to be Street Fighter 6, right? I think it was. It, that reviewed so highly mm -hmm. that I don't really see how it could be anything else apart from all the Mortal Kombat fans uh, ganging up. You're talking about Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 right there. It's very true. Obviously going to win. Could be that, yeah. yeah. Best Family Game, we have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Su Sonic Superstars and Mario Bros. 1. Wonder. I would like to see Pikmin 4 win, but I don't think it will. I, I think Mario Wonder might win. Mario Wonder will probably take it. Sonic, <laughs> unfortunately, despite having the big fan base, the games just aren't very good. Mm. And that's that's a real shame. And yeah. I say that knowing that it's good enough to have been nominated for an award. But you know what I mean. Like, they're not world beaters anymore. It, it's been a long time since there's been a Sonic game no. that has blown people away. Party Animals, I think, is a weird inclusion here. I also think... Because that's more of a party game than a family yeah, game. Yeah, and I also think it's very strange that... Well, not strange, but I think it won't do very well because it only literally came out, like, about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't... I'm surprised that it's yeah. on, on this list, um, especially under family family game. We got any YouTubers doing Let's Plays where they're all screeching, you know, being oh, obnoxious 100%. and stuff. So maybe their audiences will go maybe, in and vote for it, but yeah. family game is weird. Category. Yeah. Um, best sim slash strategy game, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, City Skylines 2 should not be on this list. That game doesn't work. No. Um, Company of Heroes 3, Fire Emblem Engage and Pikmin 4. Again, I would like to see Pikmin 4 win, but yep. I think Fire Emblem will win this one. Also, Advance Wars went down very well, too. It did. James Jenkins, big fan of that. It did. Best Sports Slash Racing, EA Sports eh, FC board. 24, which is just there every year. <laughs> F1 23, which is kind of there every year. Yeah. Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged. That's what I voted for. The Crew Motorfest? The Crew? <laughs> what are you doing? No one likes The Crew. Oh, someone like Stop it. it. Yeah. But it would be nice to see them get an award. Yeah, I voted for Hot Wheels Unleashed too, because I thought it was funny. For the lols, yeah. Um, and I, I don't... Not really a category either of us particularly. Nah, about. not bothered about that one. Best multiplayer presented by Discord. Ooh. Um, Baldur's Gate 3. Yep, that'll win. Diablo 4. 4. Uh, four. Yep. Flipping Roman numerals. Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Gate it's got to be Baldur's Gate 3. If you're presenting it by Discord as well, that's where all the Baldur's Gate 3 fans are. <laughs> they are all there. They're all on Discord. So If there was Final Fantasy 14 was on there, I'd say it'd be a bit of a up in the air between Baldur's yeah. Gate and Final Fantasy. But no, I think Baldur's Gate will win this one. Yeah. I think Diablo 4 doesn't stand a chance against no, it. No, unfortunately not. No. I like Diablo 4 played a huge part in my year. Yeah. As just a game that was constantly there when I was really busy. Mm. Uh, but... I'm very aware of its reputation among uh, Diablo fans, and I'm also aware that it didn't bloody work when it came out because <laughs> I tried to stream it and I couldn't play it. Yeah. So, Most anticipated game, Ben. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That Hades 2. I bloody hope so. Hades 2, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Star Wars Outlaws, and Tekken 8. I'm really excited for Star Wars, Star Wars Outlaws. We're yeah. almost finished. We're almost there. We're doing such a good job. <laughs> um, Star Wars Outlaws, I hope, will be really good. And I'm really excited to see uh, someone play as like a rogue character in that universe. We've not had the opportunity to, so that's very exciting. Mm -hmm. But I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will win. That is the one that I'm personally most excited for. Mm -hmm. I've just pre-ordered a stupidly expensive version of it. Uh, have you? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, because I got the same edition of the first part, and so I must have symmetry. Of course, of course, of course, of uh, course. And Hades 2, though, 
could be. I mean, you know how crazy that audience yeah, is. Yeah, but I don't think that. I don't think uh, there's people, enough of them. No, I don't think. I don't think there's not enough of them. But I think the same people who are excited for Hades are also excited for other things. And I, right. I wonder if there'll be more of a dispersal. Well, I don't know. I just can't see Hades 2 winning against Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I wouldn't be shocked if Hades 2 did win it, but my preference would be Final Fantasy VII I wouldn't VII be Rebirth. disappointed if um, most of these... Well, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, I'm really not bothered about. Yeah, I'm not really or sure why that's, why that's... But the other three, I'd be fine with any of them winning, but I think it'll be between Final Fantasy VII and Hades 2. But mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy VII are going to probably run away with it. Yeah. Finally, yes. Game of the Year... Alan Wake 2, again, Baldur's Gate 3 again, Marvel Spider-Man 2 again, Resident Evil 4, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Resi 4 is not going to win it. No. I think that's a strange inclusion when there are lots of... As good as Resi 4 Remake was. Yeah. I just... I honestly think... And I don't know if this is going against what's happened in previous years, but I don't think remakes should really be allowed to win Game of the Year Mm. necessarily. No, I guess I think I think remasters for sure should not be allowed. No, no, hundred percent. But um, I I don't know when it's maybe there's more wiggle room with a remake. Kind of extreme as as Resident Evil Four remake was because that Mm. was like ground up like things were changed to be fair resi 2 remake won one game of the year awards as well and rightly so so Mm. maybe i'm talking out my arse there but i don't (laughs) think it's gonna win um and then borders gate 3 is gonna win we had this basically exactly the same conversation with the first category because it had the same nominees i think it's gonna be between borders gate 3 and legend of zelda i think those two really you reckon zelda i i wouldn't be surprised if zelda won Mm. But I I don't think it deserves to win. Okay. I think as much as it was a great game and it had a lot of the hype around it and speaking purely within it, the context of these nominees, not you know you're not talking about its quality. I no think. no no not about its quality. I just I just don't think that it is the most standout game of the year. No. I think on paper, if you were to ask me like what what is the most standout game of the year, Baldur's Gate Three is the obvious answer. Mm. What they have done with this game, what they have achieved with it, is insane. And it's coming out on Xbox like just before the Game Awards as well, so I think it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting to see what wins. But I really hope it's Baldur's Gate three because I think that they what they've done is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I think honestly, it could go a few ways in this category if it's a public vote. But I, the one thing I am certain of is that Resi four won't won't win it. Mm. And there we are. Yeah. Those are the Game Award nominations. We will probably, nominees, sorry, we will probably end up uh, streaming reactions to it when it happens. When is it? Thursday, the 7th of December. Thursday, the 7th of December. At probably about 1 a.m. GMT. Yeah, some bollocks. So, so we will, we'll see. We'll make a judgment call on that. But uh, we will, of course, talk about the winners when we have them. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Let us know who you would like to win mm-hmm. in the comments below. There's a few places. Oh my God, we're so close. There's a few places you can find us on the internet. First up being our YouTube, YouTube com forward slash team triple jump and our twitch is twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump you get a free amazon prime sub if you have amazon prime which a lot of you do and uh it's it's free it's free money for us and you get a special little emote uh loads yeah. of emotes and you get a little icon next to your name on twitch as well yeah. so please consider doing that if you can Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, on all of which we are Team Triple Jump, and patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump if you'd like to support us on there. TripleGR.mup is our website where you can find links to everything that we do, and why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms, and we'd really appreciate it. It would take you no time at all. Mm-hmm. Ashton, there's just enough time to talk about this week's sponsor again. There is. This week's sponsor is, of course, Persona 5 Tic Tactica. 
Ooh, my breath smells. Mm -hmm. I sure love Persona 5. They look like that cat thing from it. Morgana. Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Thank you so much for listening slash watching, everyone. Yeah, look after yourselves. Hopefully Tiny Peter feels a bit better soon. But we will catch you next week. Bye! Bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.